are now on the record for our 35th episode. That feels Man. like old, doesn't it? Like that feels like a like that feels like we've been doing this for a long time. I feel like we should feel more professional about this than we do. <laughs> After 35 episodes, it's fine. We're doing great. Everything is awesome. Uh, it's nearly August. We are, like, I think we said this in the last episode, but we are looking down the, uh, I don't want to say barrel, but that doesn't feel appropriate, but we're looking down a very busy fall for us here at CMA, are we not? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a good way to kick off this episode of Let's Talk Club Management to talk with us my amazing colleague Kyle Jennings and I'm Melissa Lowe. And my amazing colleague Melissa Lowe. To talk about um, what the fall looks like and um, some of our cool offerings. And we actually have our first offering before fall really even gets here, which is in August. True. True. So coming up in August, we have the inaugural virtual membership and marketing summit. And that will be Tuesday, August 25th. Uh, Registration is already open for that. But I think this is, you know, it's amazing. You know, we've continued to evolve our summits and and really started with what our governance summits, which are now our leadership summits, uh, to focus on board education. Um, We then launched the communication summit um, last year. So we're really just continuing to evolve these summits. And they're such great opportunities. And this one, especially because it is a virtual summit, and obviously for a lot of our folks, um, you know, the the added cost of travel and just time away from the club makes that so difficult to get away. And certainly in these, you know, if you're constantly on deadline, like Kyle and I are, whether it's working on a magazine a or a newsletter or, you know, trying to keep your club's communications going, we can certainly relate to that, um, that you're always on a deadline. So it is really hard to get away from your club. So, um, I really like the lineup for sessions, though, because I think it's a lot of really cool, uh, really cool topics and, and really relevant uh, for our members kind of as they're looking, you know, when they're talking about member recruitment and retention, mm-hmm. how to build that engagement and experience um, and branding, which we're getting. We've gotten a lot more questions on branding in the last couple of years, I think, than than previously. And oh, for then, sure. And then that whole idea of your club website relevance and design and, and what you need to be putting out there for potential members. Absolutely. Um, and the fact that all of these fall events are virtual is pretty cool, too. I think you alluded to that where you mentioned it's harder to get away from the club. So we're in, you know, un-COVID times. <laughs> we were having these in person it would be a lot more difficult to access some of this education, but the fact that it will be virtual means that it's open to really anyone who has um, a few hours of their day to sit down at their computer and spend some time with us. So we're really, we're really lucky that we can make this accessible to so many people. Um, following the Membership Marketing Summit in August, we have the Leadership Legislative Conference, and this will also be virtual, as I mentioned. Um, and Melissa, why don't, I'm going to let you talk about LLC because that's your baby. <laughs> sure. Thank so, you. so registration literally just opened uh, last week for the Leadership and Legislative Conference. So um, 
beyond, you know, the traditional sessions that we talk about for leaders, um, and that's really current CMA leaders, um, past CMA leaders, and f future CMA leaders, and folks that really want to learn more about what's going on with the association. Um, you know, this is going to be a great session. I was just writing up uh, content on our two featured speech speakers. Um, first up is uh, Ryan Estes, who's a uh, business performance expert um, and really takes all of his experience in the corporate world and, and turns that back into what in leaders need to know in order to be successful. And then on the leadership front, um, it is an election year. So we'll be hearing from David Wasserman, who mm -hmm. is a political analyst with the Cook Report, which is really um, you know, very well-respected nonpartisan publication to kind of give us the lay of the land as we look at the election. So, and that's just the tip of the iceberg for these sessions. Um, again, you know, it's it's exciting to be able to have so many people be able to take advantage of all of this education because you can take advantage of it anywhere um, mm -hmm. and in this great virtual format. So, you know, normally we have a, a good-sized crowd and, um, you know, representatives from all of our CMA chapters, but we're hoping to get so many more leaders involved um, and interacting on these sessions. So that's going to be September 9th and 10th, and the, all the information for that is on our website at cma.org backslash LLC. And if you're looking for information about any of our summits or fall programs, um, click on the calendar right on our homepage, and uh, it'll take you to the agenda, the registration, and all the information you need to know. Absolutely. So that kind of covers us. I mean, we um, I think we'll share some more about the communication summit perhaps next month. Um, we don't want to overload everybody right now, but uh, the big ones out there right now are membership marketing and LLC. So we look forward to joining with you all at those events, even though it'll be through our computers. We're excited to see everyone's faces and uh, share, share what we've got on deck. Um, so for this episode of the podcast, Getting Back to Business, um, I was I didn't get to sit through this interview, so I'm so excited to listen. Um, Melissa sat down with Christina Kruger, who is our manager for student development and member communities, um, as and they were joined by Caroline Hollitz, who is a former student member, um, who now is the student chapter liaison for the Ohio Valley chapter. Um, and if I understand correctly, Melissa, Caroline shared a lot with you both about her passion for club management and for helping the students and her experience having been a student herself and what that transition was like. Absolutely. And it's just really great advice for um, what you need to do beyond the classroom um, to make sure that your student experience uh, really drives you forward. So. This is our focus on students this month, and as we look forward to everyone going back to school in August and September, it's a great, uh, great reminders. Absolutely. All right. Well, stay tuned for our chat with Caroline and Christina. We are very excited to have uh, our special correspondent for this episode of the podcast, the charming and bubbly Christine Kruger. Christina Kruger, our manager of member communities and student development. Thank you Hello. for being with us, Christina. Thank you. 
And most importantly, our featured guests today are student chapter alumni, Caroline Holitz, who's a 2018 graduate of Ohio University with a Bachelor of Science degree in Restaurant, Hotel, and Tourism Management. She served as the chapter president of the Ohio Student Chapter, and she is currently the concierge of the New Albany Country Club in New Albany, Ohio, as well as serving as the Ohio Valley Chapter Board Student Liaison. She has worked in six country clubs since starting her career in the industry. I think that's really interesting. So first off, Caroline, how are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you for asking. Um, how, how are you both doing? Fabulous. Living the dream every Fabulous. day, girl. <laughs> What's that? Oh, okay. Fa I would say, I think, I think we're doing fabulous here. Yeah, good, good, good. That's really good to hear. So everything is okay in Ohio. What's that? Sorry, I didn't hear you. Everything is okay up in Ohio. You know, it's every other circumstance that everyone else is dealing with. We have all the same with COVID, and um, we're all making the best of it and hoping for the best for everyone on our team. And yeah, the sun's shining today. Absolutely. Well, we can ask for it sometimes. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So Caroline, tell us um, how, how, tell us about your student experience and how you got involved in CMAA. So to start, I went to Ohio University for college and I was an art major. I was learning um, foundations of art and I was a barista in this, at the same time during my school years. Um, I really liked it, but at the same time I had been involved with the University of Cincinnati in um, high school with art and had been on a board in high school as well. So I decided that um, maybe there was something more I wanted to do. I really liked working with people and um, I had worked at Graders and I'd met a really awesome boss um, from Kenwood Country Club by working at Graders. So when I was in uh, college, I really came across um, uh, hospitality and how much I loved Graders and that boss I had met, I went and interviewed at Kenwood Country Club and I ended up becoming a server. And then one day when I was getting a drink at the bar for one of my tables, I was talking to the bartender about um, my major and the name restaurant, hotel, and tourism isn't as common as hospitality management for some schools. And so the, this girl who was over there getting a beverage for someone else for another table, um, she just, her, her ears perked up and she's like, did you say restaurant, hotel, and tourism? And I said, yeah, I'm in restaurant, hotel, and tourism at OU. So I'm the president of CMAA. Her name's Sarah Gannitz, and um, she was the president of the student chapter. And I, that's how I started out on CMAA. I had met her, and it was just, I just had changed my major to hospitality from watching Gilmore Girls. And I didn't grow up with cable, so I really like was catching up on TVs and learned how much fun it could be to own a bed and breakfast and working at the club. and. Yeah, but long story short, I basically, it was all happenstance, and um, if I hadn't met Sarah, I don't know if I would have been in CMA or not, or if I would have stuck out hospitality. It really gave me a good experience um, throughout college. Um, first of all, I love the fact that it came from watching Gilmore Girls, and I have to say, yes. I have always wanted to own that a B&B because of Gilmore Girls, because I wanted to be Lorelai Gilmore. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, I think everyone, it's, it's, I mean, I know it's TV, but it really kind of shows what she went through, and it was, it's awesome. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, a lot of girl, Gilmore Girls connections. I actually, my uh, my daughter is named Lorelai. 
So she is. Oh, yes. So, so wait, what was the name? <laughs> is that from Gilmore Girls? That that is where we. Where, that's where I first heard it. But ultimately, um, through uh, family, discovered it was actually a family name. So right. it. it um, but yeah, that's that's where the the name came from. So I'm also a big Gilmore Girls fan. So that's amazing. I love it. Oh, thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Small world. Very small world. So what would you say is the biggest benefit to you having that student experience and being a CMA student member? You know, I've been thinking about that. And the biggest benefit, I would say there's so many firsts. Pick one is really hard. But um, I would say that learning more about your future and all the opportunities that are there um, is one of the biggest benefits because you're getting a outside of the classroom experience. You're getting a like taste almost of what it's going to be like to be a manager, what it's like um, in different roles, seeing the operations. You know, there's really, there's so many benefits of being a student member. I learned the network, the conferences, all the educational seminars, um, meeting like-minded students across the world or country. Um, the personal growth you get, it's, like fast, you know, you once you become a member and you start getting into the um, chapter seminars and the chapter education and conferences with your state chapter and the national chapter, you start to be finding yourself and you start learning more about what people are doing and the widespread of information too, you know, there's so much. There's It's so hard to narrow it down to one benefit because there's so much that the chapter offers to students that, um, are beyond the classroom, I would say, beyond just your work experience. Was there one thing, like, when you were a student member that you, um, like, just remember being, like, in the moment, you're like, wow, this is really cool. Like, this is uh, Yeah, really I would say that, sorry to interrupt, the personal growth, I think, is the coolest part, because you go from just taking classes and working a job to learning about yourself and meeting professionals and um, developing like a widespread of knowledge from different mentors. I think the mentorship is awesome. You have to go out and like go out of your shell to do that, you know, but you learn about yourself and when you're doing it and meeting people and um, finding out all the opportunities that are out there. Was so that my personal growth? Was that um, hard for you to no. out of your shell a little bit? I would say maybe not sort of because I'm a twin. So I have a twin sister and I've always had that person to go to. So when I build a connection with someone, it's usually like long lasting because I have a twin and I'm used to that um, quality of a friendship. So I think it was harder when I first started out in the club, like um, as a student member, because I didn't know what I was getting into. I, my twin wasn't doing this with me. I was solely like soul searching, kind of finding out what my degree was all about. And this really helped um, develop myself and my networking skills and um, learning more about the world without outside of the classroom. So a, kind of a follow-up question to that, um, you know, what, what advice do you kind of give to students as, you know, as you work with them today um, in terms of how to really take advantage of that membership and, and, and that student experience? I love the term that you used, beyond the classroom. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, my biggest advice I would say is don't be afraid of what you haven't experienced. Do more than the average uh, student member. You know, if 
you really want to be involved in hospitality and you want to make this your profession, don't just be a student member, be a secretary, be the treasurer, be the, then be the president. That's what I did. And when I was the president, I told the members, uh, my student members, hey, if there's a position that we don't have, we'll make it for you so you're involved. The more I got involved in, the, um, in my student membership with just the student chapter alone, the more I learned um, to utilize my time. And um, I really realized, like, in college, you don't make money being in college, but your time is your money. So you really learn to um, not be afraid to step outside of your shell and get involved and uh, utilize your time. So that way, when you're in the student chapter, you can take advantage of um, roles that you've never saw yourself doing and uh, meet people and network more. Um, I think really it's, and when you're, to take advantage of your membership is get involved. Honestly, get involved, make a LinkedIn, reach out to people and use, don't just be the member, but be a role, an active role in the club because then you start to learn more about the chapter and you are doing more than what's expected. So it helps you kind of foresee your future and like what's expected in your leading a team and leading um, yourself, I guess, as well. That's awesome. I I will say that um, after talking to a couple of different student chapter presidents and students, especially with everything with COVID-19, is that there's a big fear in um, coming across as being annoying when reaching out to yeah. man during this time. And a lot of, which is so interesting to me, because it sounds like you're the same, but I, I am an extreme extrovert. And I think I always thought that if you were in the hospitality industry, like you had to be an extreme extrovert, but it's so not the case. And I think it's so interesting. There's a lot of introverts that are CMAA student members and like in this industry in general, and they love people and they love helping and making experiences, but they have a real hard time of um, reaching out to managers, but they don't want to cross, come across as being annoying but they want to start those conversations. And especially now when everything is virtual and they can't necessarily come to clubs and tour and they have to reach out to see if anyone would want to have a phone conversation or a Zoom call with their chapter. A lot of students are having a really hard time uh, starting that conversation confidently. And um, how would you, or what advice would you maybe give to students like that? You know, I really, I think that's, like, I hope, hopefully that that mindset, I can, like, help kind of change that, because I really don't think that with the time that we're in that you shouldn't not be reaching out. I think it's more so a time to reach out. It's like learning, you know, you have more questions to ask managers. You have more, how are you dealing with the current situation? Like, you can, there's so much you can ask more than just, like, what's your job like, or, like, what, you know, so I really think that to feel comfortable enough, reach out to managers, find cool positions that you like online that you could see yourself doing when you graduate and reach out to those people and just set up time because they do have time. Um, whether they had time before or after, I, I don't know. I just think that there is time and that you should feel comfortable reaching out to management. You should be okay wanting to ask, use their time a little bit and, um, you know, utilize it because I think managers, from my, from my experience, are always excited to talk to new students and learn about what they are questioning and help them see a different side of things. And I don't think that should be a fear of anyone, really. Um, it's a, a glimpse of your reality, and I really think that most managers would really appreciate the interaction of a student and appreciate that they look up to their um, credentials and whatnot and their experience and they would make time for you you know so 
I think it's to each their own, but as long as you don't make an excuse and you just do it, get out there and put yourself out there, you'll learn a lot about yourself in the meantime, like in the same time. I love that. And I love that you said it because I feel like a lot of people res will resonate with that. So that's, I love that you touched on that because I think that's so, so important. Well, thank you. Yeah, I really think that like what you were saying about the virtual stuff, I, when I was a member in 2016, not bashing anything about um, the website or anything, but the website was so much different. Social media platforms were not there like they are now. There's so much information out there that students really can take advantage of, you know, like there's a network of mentors that are just waiting to be approached. And um, the website's incredible. It has so much information on it that I, it was there when I was in 2016 when I first started out, but it wasn't there. Like it was a little less knowledge. I don't know if there was less information or what it was, but it's changed so much and evolved and the platforms have grown and everyone's on LinkedIn. If you're a freshman, I think you should have a LinkedIn. If you're a senior and you don't have one, I don't know what you're doing. Like This is the best way to see what people are doing and how they've grown in their career and what they, what's out there for you. You know, like people post so much nowadays. That's, that's what I recommend to students, really, if their membership is look at LinkedIn, look at the members that are in CMA and see what they're doing. You know, it sets them apart. Yeah, I was a hospitality major as well, not in clubs, but... Um, that was a requirement, like I think for intro to hospitality was that we had like we all took out our computers during class and we had to create a LinkedIn account. And then throughout, yeah. throughout the rest of our college career, it was just adding to it. So that might be a, a good thing for student chapters to implement on like their first meeting of the year. Let's all create LinkedIn accounts. <laughs> right. And even like the, my best advice too is when I was um, I went away for eight months and did an internship at two clubs. And then when I came back, all my friends were basically graduated and moved on into like the real world. And I had to like kind of meet new people, but also I had some of my same friends. But in my hospitality classes, I went around and I passed my phone around in all the classes and had a hospitality group. And I put every single hospitality student in our like graduating class and in the other classes like in all our hospitality classes we basically made a huge group me of all the students and that was like the best way to recruit students because every single hospitality student was in this group chat we could talk about all our like classes and we could like it was just so cool that um cmaa like that way the way about putting people in one group chat on group me was probably the easiest way to recruit people as well. And also they could see what we were doing in CMAA and want to become involved if they weren't already involved. That's a really great idea. All the students that are listening, that's a great idea. <laughs> Go around. Yeah, do it. I'm telling you, it's so fun too. Oh, absolutely. And that way it's like, like you said, you're connected as a major, but then also you can, start those side conversations about CMAA or just what is everyone doing this weekend type situation? Like, it's just a great way to make connections is to have everyone there. So that's a, I mean, that's a wonderful thing that y'all did when you were in school. Yeah. And we did have like our work, our works would do that. Like our, all the employees would be in one group chat or like all the CMA, like we had a CMA group me, but to put the whole entire class of hospitality students in, CMA, in the group chat, in one group chat was like, 
something like never heard of. Like they, I had heard of it from someone else, but and like from other classes that were doing it in different departments. But for the hospitality students, that was a first, and that really helped bring everyone together. And did does Ohio University do they have um, do they have club courses? They don't. They do not have club courses. They have like um, a really awesome professor, Donald Brown. He is our student advisor, and he is the one that actually brings CMAA into Ohio University and made it what it was. He really um, had an active role in making. I mean, all the professors are awesome, but he's what has kept CMAA standing, I would say, because of his passion as a club manager when he was a club manager. He's now a professor. Um, but yeah, he really put a passion into it to the students and it really, um, it meant a lot to hear that from him, you know. And the internships too, I you're not even asking me questions anymore, but go on an internship. If you're a student, go on an internship. Don't go um, at the end of your like schooling, go in the middle. I took eight months off and went on two internships, one in Chicago. I wanted to live in Chicago and I wanted to live in New York. So I took a summer in Chicago and then I went a summer in New York. Or no, then I went the fall and the winter in New York and I spent eight months away from school and that was the coolest experience. And when you're on your internships, make sure you're looking for specific, like a team that will let you do anything. Really like the teams I had, I was like, I was a managing intern. And they let me work in every operation, which was so cool because I would say, hey, I want to cut the grass. They didn't let me cut the grass, but like at one <laughs> club, but I would always say that. I wanted to learn everything, learn everything, because then you, when you graduate, you know what you like to do. You get to experience it all. I mean, I really, like I worked in the administrative side. I worked in marketing. I saw the event planning. I saw so many different facets of the club just by telling them that I wanted to do more than just observe and manage a floor and build a team like I did all that too but there's so much to do as an intern that they will take advantage of your dedication and your hard work if you let them know you have it you know and that's then after college you know it was hard because after, usually after your internship you find a job with that company and I didn't realize that so I really wasn't in the mood to not the mood but I really wasn't in the um mindset to move to New York or Chicago after college, but I had gotten that experience. So don't be dead set. If you move on to um, uh, go to on to an internship in one state, but you don't want to live there for the rest of your life, that's okay. At least you got the experience. And I have a lot, I tell that a lot to the students because they have a hard time realizing that this isn't their end all be all. It doesn't have to be either. It's just an experience for um, a couple months and then you keep going and learning more at other places too if that's what you want to do absolutely now when you went to Chicago and New York did you go into your internships or even like your first uh, jobs in with a certain mindset of being at a certain department and then you ended up being like you know what? I didn't like that as much as I thought that I would and then completely switched gears or how did that your career path you know it was like, well, when I was working in Chicago, I was working at the Evanston Golf Club, and I came in as an operational intern with one other um, uh, woman. Uh, her name was Natalie. And when I was working there, at first we were kind of set, well, we're going to set up the events, we're going to run the floors, and we're going to um, lead the teams. But slowly it evolved into, we don't have a pool manager anymore, so she went and worked the pool. We need someone to do administrative stuff. So I went down and did administrative stuff in the morning. 
then she, I would go work the floor. I'd go work a wedding. I would go plan an event, give a tour to a member. Like it really turned into, they trusted us so much that they kind of just would let us do all different things. We would tell them, Hey, we want to do more than just this. Is this available? And they'd say, absolutely. And it was really, really cool because I would work in the accounting department. I would work in um, all different facets and get to see um, Mr. Turner, Joe Turner at the time. I would tell him, hey, I want to cut the grass. Can I cut the grass? And he always thought I was joking around, but I really meant it. I wanted to see all different operations. <laughs> and I think if I would have pushed him a little bit more, he would have said yes. But, um, yeah, it was cool because I think as an intern, they're expect they you don't know what you're expected of. You kind of are just doing it, and you – once you tell, realize like you're there to learn everything and the managers know you want to do that, they let you do it. Same thing at Tuxedo Club. When I was there, the executive assistant had quit two weeks into the position. And then like a month later, the clubhouse manager left and Tuxedo Park is, um, it's a harder place for them to, uh, I would say, hire people because it's more so um, further out in the Hudson Valley and it's not close to the city. So I had no idea. I've just Lived, I lived above the kitchen, and I took on all these roles because there was no one to fill them at the time. It was the middle of the summer, and or the end of the summer, and they needed help. So you really just learn so much stuff as an intern. Um, don't just let yourself be in one position. Do it all. Like work all the departments if you can. And that's what I would advise students when they look for an internship is to look for those bosses that want to see you grow. Yeah, that, that's such an incredible piece of advice, too, is just do all the things. Like, you never know what you'll end up enjoying. And like you said, like, the higher up you go in a club, it's better the more stuff you know. Because if something happens and you need to jump in, you actually could because you've done it before. So that's an incredible yeah. piece Absolutely. Cool. Melissa, do you have any other questions? No, I'm just, I, this is all, all such great advice. And I, I, I know that, that so many of our student members um, need to hear this and want to hear this. And certainly, you know, to, to not be afraid to, to, to reach out to other mem members and mentors. And I think that's pretty amazing. And I just can't thank you enough, Caroline, for sharing your passion with us. Um, oh, well, thank you. I can't thank you enough for letting me get, share the passion. I wish I had more time. I've had so much fun on this podcast. I look forward to hearing your next podcast and um, seeing everything that CMA has to offer. And I hope that students learn to take advantage of the websites, get a LinkedIn profile started, be active on it, and uh, really go above and beyond what you're expected because you'll get more out of your club membership experience. I can already tell you that I'm going to get emails being like, can I have Caroline's email? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you're sweet. Yeah, that's sweet of you. But thank you so much. If you need anything else, let me know. And I've got to get back to work. <laughs>